Welcome to the fall equinox, my friend. My personal favorite season of the year because I love a comfortable hoodie and I live for NFL football season on Sundays. Uh, but on a non-superficial level, there is a tremendous spiritual significance to the fall equinox. First of all, it is about gratitude for this year's harvest. I mean, that could be the vegetables you planted in your garden, but uh, on a bigger level, it's about celebrating the harvest and the progress you've made uh, toward your goals and those seeds that you planted with your intentions at the beginning of the year. And the second one, eh, it's a little more difficult for people. It's about celebrating change. Think of what's happening in nature. The leaves are turning colors. The trees are going to release those leaves all over your yard and make a huge mess. But why do they do that? Well, it's about conserving energy and letting go of anything uh, that is going to suck away excess energy before the death of the winter. But it's really just clearing the deck for something new and beautiful to be born in the springtime. And we love this in nature. We'll go out of our way to post pictures on Facebook of the fall foliage and go post our apple picking pictures for my friends, at least who live in the Northeast of the United States. But how good are you at letting go when it comes to your personal life? Are you hanging on to a job or a relationship that doesn't serve you? Are you hanging on to old egoic patterns, trying to maintain some sense of control and clinging to that control so tightly that you're actually out of control. Coming up this week on the Life Amplified podcast, I'm going to give you the three things that you can let go of this fall that will increase your inner peace, your abundance, your prosperity, and your connection to the world. Welcome back to Life Amplified. What is an amplified life? It's having amplified relationships with people who support and encourage you to be your best. It's having amplified energy to conquer the challenges of the day. And it's having an amplified career, one that's meaningful to you, the world, and your bank account. I'm Dan Mason, Life Reinvention Coach, helping you discover your calling and create an amplified life on your terms. This is the Life Amplified Podcast. This week's episode brought to you by the TV show Ted Lasso. They are not a paid sponsor, but it is a, a program that inspired me to go back and revisit this topic that we really haven't talked about in probably close to three years. Don't know if you've watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV, by the way. What a charming show. It just won a bunch of uh, Emmy Awards the other night. And this character of Ted Lasso, who was a college football coach who gets hired and is totally miscast overseas as a European football coach trying to teach soccer. Every episode is like its own little personal development nugget in 30 minutes. And uh, Ted Lasso himself, he's like Buddha with a porn mustache and a southern accent. Jason Sudeikis does a brilliant job of portraying this character. But what the show is really about at the end of the day is all about letting go. And I've only binge-watched maybe the first eight or nine episodes of season one, but there's a lot of themes of, about letting go of relationships, letting go of old resentments. Uh, for some characters, letting go of, the, of clinging on to your youth or a sense of vanity, and letting go of expectations for what you believe life should be 
or oftentimes the expectations that we place upon others. You know, the truth is most people who come and hire me, uh, you do so because you're trying to gain something in your life. You're trying to gain a better relationship to yourself. You're trying to gain a sense of purpose. Many people are trying to gain a soulmate relationship. We actually uh, manifested a couple of engagements in my client community over the course of the past year. Many people are trying to gain more financial wealth or prosperity and abundance. And that's wonderful, right? We should have goals that we are reaching for, and there is nothing wrong with wanting to acquire more in your life. But one of the great paradoxes of personal development is that any spiritual path is ultimately about gaining all those things through letting go. In my life, I could not gain a purpose-filled coaching business and gain this podcast without letting go of a high-paying corporate career that I had emotionally outgrown a good four to five years earlier. A lot of people are clinging on to a toxic marriage or relationship that doesn't really meet their needs because they're afraid nobody else will love them. You know, it's something that I did before I ever got on this path. It was one of the reasons I ended up getting married to somebody who I knew was terrible and toxic and wrong for me. And as it pertains to the conversation around money and abundance, you know, as we've discussed on this podcast in the past, abundance is the natural order of the universe. Everybody has access to it. Money is just a frequency and a vibration that we can tap into. But in order to get there, you have to let go of so much of the conditioning and so many of the stories that you learned about money or wealth or what it means to be wealthy or what it means to not be wealthy in order to get there. So the spiritual path at the end of the day is less about gaining and more about releasing. The more that you can let go, the more you're actually going to gain the good things in life that you really, really want. I use the analogy in the opening of the show of what happens in nature this time of year, you know, where the trees just very gracefully let go of the leaves. Trees don't question it. You know, as far as I know, there's no internal debate with the trees every October of, oh my God, what if I let these go? I'm going to be bald the rest of my life. I'm going to be ugly. Nobody will ever come and like sit underneath me. Trees just trust that they can let go and that something new will be born. There will be new foliage a few months later. Uh, human beings, though, uh, we have this thing called the ego <laughs> and it keeps us trapped. We start obsessing over, well, you know, what will other people think if I let this go and will my needs be supported and will the universe be in my corner? So, you know, I want to dive in here into just three very simple concepts but places and areas of focus that I think can help you move forward in the fastest way is we really head here into the final 90 days of 2021. And the first place that I want to talk about is letting go of the habit of assuming the worst. I think of a quote from Mark Twain, who once famously said, I am an old man and have known a great many troubles, but most of them never happened. You know, think about it. Are you the person, you know, I always joke that WebMD is one of the worst things that's ever happened on the internet 
because, you know, in my case, I can have a, uh, a hangnail on my thumb and you can look that up on WebMD and it'll be like, oh, you have hangnail cancer. You have cancer of the thumbnail, right? You know, how many times do we do that? Oh, I feel a little sick to my stomach. Oh my God, what if I'm terminally ill? What will my children do if I'm not around? Um, people do this at work all the time. If your boss calls you down to their office or once, you know, I guess a lot of people still aren't back in the office right now, but you get that conference call request with your boss at 4.30 in the afternoon in the back of your mind, how much do you start tripping out about, oh my God, this is it. I'm going to get fired. What am I going to do? Will I be able to get unemployment? Uh, will I be able to, you know, pay for the kids' school supplies? Well, you know, are we going to die homeless and penniless behind a dumpster at the Walmart? Like, what's going to happen? We tend to catastrophize our life. And also, I just want to say, it is a normal trauma response for a nervous system that is shaped by trauma. One of the big effects on that is hypervigilance. You're always looking for an outside threat in the environment. It's what creates that soul versus meat sack battle. You know, the soul, it, it wants to expand and grow and do all the things and have an epic love affair and travel the world and write a book and start a business. And yet here we are encased in a meat suit that is, a, uh, that is essentially a threat detection device. And it will always feed your mind with thoughts of, well, here's all the reasons you can't do that. Here's why you will legitimately die if you follow your dreams. And so many people come to me, they're like, oh, Dan, well, I, I don't really have a lot of trauma. I'm just, I'm a careful person. You know, we sort of take pride in that, in this identity of playing it safe. But even if you don't perceive that you have trauma, I think this is one of the reasons why so many people have just been more on edge over the last 18 months. We have literally lived through collective trauma of the pandemic. You know, you're on a high alert, you know, every time you step into the grocery store and you see somebody cough or sneeze, you're like, oh, you know, what germs are, are these people spreading? You're on a special high alerts when it comes to finances and career right now because things have been so up in the air. But the problem is, is if you really want to move forward in your life, you have to let go of assuming the worst because that pattern will block manifesting in abundance. You know, there are so many people that want to manifest more money. And, you know, they'll put a million dollars up on their vision board or they'll repeat the affirmation, yet they're going onto their online banking app every day and carrying this energy of, oh, my God, what if there's not enough? Well, well, I have, you know, I have enough to pay the bills this month, but what will I do next month? And the whole energy, the vibration is lack, scarcity, fear. And then they wonder, you know, from a law of attraction standpoint, why do they tend to attract more situations that show them scarcity, lack, and fear. We don't get what we want in the law of attraction or even what we think about. We sort of get our energetic frequency. This pattern of assuming the worst, you can sit there and consciously repeat the affirmations that you want all the good things in life. But if there's part of you that is still living in, the, that hasn't learned to regulate your nervous system and you're still living the trauma response, it's very difficult to move forward. And, and I'll tell you a story, even in my life from just this past weekend on how this happened for me. You know, I went into a total 
anxious response. I went down to my mailbox uh, in the mailroom in my building, and I had a notice from the post office that there was a letter sent certified mail that I needed to go and sign for. And I'm like, well, that's odd. Like, nobody's sending you a certified letter, at least in my experience, unless it's bad news. In fact, the only time I think I've ever had to sign for a letter in my life When I was about 24 or 25 years old, I got in a bad car accident. I wasn't paying attention, and I rear-ended somebody on the highway. And sure enough, like it went through the insurance companies, but I got a letter in the mail that I was being sued for this massive amount of money. And I didn't understand at the point that, you know, this is why you carry insurance, that these things would get settled. So even though I was totally at fault in the accident, Like that whole experience was so traumatic, especially at 24 and 25 and having to go give depositions to lawyers and, you know, the the lawyers, the counsel for the other insurance company was just really rude. And the guy was kind of a dick to me. And it was it was a really scary thing to go through in the moment. And of course, where did my mind go when I got this notice? Oh my God, what I'm going through my mind. What could I have possibly done wrong? Is there something I'm being sued for? Oh God, what if, and then I start thinking, well, what if my accountant screwed up on the taxes and I owe all this money and, you know, what, God, what would I do? How, you know, and start thinking of like, how can I generate to pay this tax bill that doesn't even exist yet? And it completely ruined my weekend. Because I went down to the post office on Saturday before they closed, and I even tried to get my letter. And they told me, no, uh, it it hasn't actually come back here yet. You have to come back on Monday. Your delivery person hasn't even returned yet. So I had a full 48 hours to obsess over it. And sure enough, I did some client calls on Monday morning and rushed down to the post office. And I was feeling anxious But there was something that I used to calm it, and I'm going to tell you how to work around this pattern of assuming the worst in just a second. But uh, long story short, I went, and it wasn't even really a letter. It was sent in sort of a letter packaging, but it was basically just some flat um, stacking mini Zen stones that I had bought to put in my office on on Etsy six weeks ago. And they were coming from the Ukraine and it took them forever to get here. And I forgot that it was coming. And I was in a two-day trauma response over some miniature Zen stones. (laughs) I'm looking at them right now and kind of giving them the side eye over uh, sitting in my windowsill. They look really beautiful. But I got to tell you, for something that was supposed to be a Zen product, it sure did cost me a lot of anxiety. And, you know, we can do this in relationships you know, we can do this. How many times is your is your significant other sent you a text? Hey, can we talk tonight? And you're already assuming that the relationship's over. You're going to be broken up with. You know, as we let this pattern go, I want to give you some strategies and some ways when you are in a trigger, when you are catastrophizing your life, that you can really work around it. Uh, the first one is just to remind yourself, whatever worst possible scenario that you're creating, it's not happening right now. I mean, it's always possible in any moment that a catastrophe could occur in our life. You know, we we have no control of what's happening in the external world. You have no control over a natural disaster. I think of my friends who recently went through the hurricane in New Orleans and down in the Louisiana area. 
Um, catastrophes can certainly occur. But when you're future tripping, just reminding yourself that in this moment, your needs are met and you're safe can be a way to kind of bring you back to homeostasis. Also, a second thing to remember is that whatever happens in your life, I don't care who you are or where you're listening from today, you are a person who has faced adversity at some point in your life. And it's not bad to go back and remember that and remember that the ways that you coped and overcame it, that you have so many inner resources and a determination and a will to rise up and meet the challenges of life. And the third mindset shift here, when you are in the pattern of assuming the worst and catastrophizing, you know, comes from the origins of uh, uh, the Buddha and the Four Noble Truths, but reminding yourself that you're causing your own suffering. You know, when you're creating situations in your mind that haven't happened, you're causing your own suffering and you have a choice that you could stop. You know, and even asking yourself, can I stop? There's a lot of motivational studies that suggest when you ask yourself a question, it's more motivating than making a declarative statement, you know, because you realize that you have a power of choice in that moment. So rather than I can stop, it's could I stop? And, you know, and it also releases you from the shame or the guilt of, oh, God, here I go again. Look at me. I'm so messed up. You know, that happens a lot as well that can keep people in the shame cycle. But, you know, once you know that you could prepare and that you can react in every event, it starts to give you some of your control back and it will help you release your anxiety. But let's make an intention through the remainder of 2021 and into next year. Stop assuming the worst. Another thing just to remind yourself every morning when you get out of your bed, it is something that I repeat a lot in my own life is I am in the positive expectancy of good, that life is always working out for me. And I just try to start my day every day soon as my feet hit the floor, reminding myself that I am open to new opportunities, miracles, that the universe is conspiring to help me meet the right people or get the right opportunity uh, that's going to increase the good in my life in all ways, in relationships, in love, etc. The second thing that you want to let go of in 2021 and really beyond is control. And, you know, this is a double-edged sword. I think a lot of times when we think of control, we think of people who are type A control freaks. You know, they're trying to control other people. And a lot of times they're trying to manipulate other people to get their needs met. Control is a neutral concept. It is neither bad nor good. In fact, over in my Amplified Monthly Membership training this month, uh, we just did an awesome training on sort of like five pathways to build unstoppable confidence. And one of the gateways in your life to build more confidence is control, but not in the way you think. It's not about controlling other people. It's really just controlling yourself, you know? And if you think about the places where you don't feel control of your life, it's probably nearly impossible for you to feel confidence. If you don't feel that you have any control over your workday or the projects that you take on or that the work that you're doing or assigned in your career, if you have no ability or control to speak up 
to the powers that be to ask for what you want, whether it's either, you know, creative fulfillment, financially, would you feel confident in that job? No, of course not. In the relationships where you don't feel like you have any control to be yourself or to speak your mind or to share what's true for you, do you feel confident in those relationships? Probably not. So control in many ways is linked to confidence, but it's also in an internal locus of control and not external. The idea of control is one of the biggest things that I think keeps so many heart-centered people from stepping into living their purpose. This happens a lot with some of the uh, people I work with who want to become coaches or healers. They are so freaked out that if they stepped into a higher level of service to help others, they would have no control whether the other person creates real change. And if they don't, then somehow they've failed or they're a fraud. And it's really one of the big ways that control gets in the way. It's the difference between serving people in a purposeful way or trying to save people, which is actually a trauma response. How many people do you know, maybe it's you, who is a fixer, that the way that you learned to get love growing up as a child was to be the responsible one, either the parent to your parents or having to be responsible to take care of the family. Uh, you might have had some uh, parental figures who were unable to even manage their own affairs. So in order to feel a sense of control and safety, you had to start to manage them. And the problem is for that rescuer dynamic, uh, the belief that manifest as an adult is my only value is whether I can go out and save other people. <laughs> and it takes the focus away from you. You start to lose connection to your own needs, your own desires, what you want. And you just sort of like set yourself on fire in order to keep other people warm. So the things that you want in your life, love, safe, reciprocal relationships, you're never going to find that through trying to save people. The, the amplified path to a purposeful life and career is about serving. It's, a, you know, my path is a coach when you work with me. I am a path shower. I show you the path to get the things that you want. I show you the obstacles and the blind spots that are keeping you from getting there. But at some point, you have to make the choice to take courageous action. You have to walk the path. My most successful clients are the ones who do that. There are other people who just want to gain the knowledge, but they don't want to take the emotional risk, right? Because it's, again, they feel a loss of control uh, that they can't control the outcome. And the end result on this is that it keeps people stuck. But I also wanted to share, when you are able to give up that sense of controlling other people's opinions, there are a few things that you're going to gain in the process. Number one, you gain a sense of unconditional love. When you stop trying to force people to be what you need them or want them to be, you can fall in love with people for who they really are. And that is intoxicating. And so many people never get there, by the way. Think about it in your life. How many times and how many relationships do you feel just out of alignment and no congruence? Because you have to shape shift and be what somebody else wants. You have to hold back. You can't be in full expression of yourself. You might not feel like you're even allowed to have needs. 
that's really, really tough. Think about how terrible that feels for you. Yet we never really considered that we do that to other people in our life, in relationships, within family dynamics, uh, romance, and even in business in many occasions. You know, it's a tremendous gift, right? You get to, you get to build authentic relationships where you can love and be loved for who each other really are. The second thing and the benefit that happens when you give up control is you create more room for surprise and delight. You know, we all want control. We all want to know exactly what's going to happen every day and we want to know the outcome, but think about it. If you got up every day and you knew exactly what was going to happen and your day was routine and you got up and you ate the same thing for breakfast and you drove the same way to work or got on the same Zoom calls with the same exact clients having the same conversations, you went to the same place to go get lunch every day, drove home, had the same conversation with your spouse, watched the same show on TV and went to bed, what would that experience be like for you? You would be bored as hell. There's no room for the surprise and the delights and the miracles that happen every day. You know, and I once heard Carolyn Mace talk about this when she was giving a lecture on control. She was like, you know, go journal and, and, and write down the five greatest things that have ever happened to you. Think about like the experiences you've had, uh, some of the miracles you've experienced. She goes, and really get honest with yourself how many of them had anything to do with you? <laughs> if you went to some exotic hiking location and you saw some majestic sunset and it's one of your favorite memories, you just felt like totally one with nature. I mean, to some degree, yes, you put in the legwork to go on the hike or to go on the trip, but that sunset was happening with, with or without you. You had nothing to do with creating that in nature. If you think about some of the relationships in your life and maybe the most fun connected moments when you were just laughing with other people where like milk would have shot out your nose if you were drinking it because you were laughing so hard. How much of that really was because you were controlling the situation? Or did it just happen naturally? Was it like this spontaneous moment of love and joy among friends? Let go of control you'll create more surprise and delight in your life. Also, when you let go of control, you're making room for divine creativity. You know, the universe always wants more for you than you can even imagine. And you know, I see it so often where people are so focused on trying to control and change a toxic partner and trying to force this relationship to be something else. And yet, once they actually make the decision to surrender and to let go of that relationship, within a year, they end up meeting the like that twin flame, passionate soulmate. So many people who are just, you know, beating themselves up because they didn't get the job that had the $15,000 pay raise and fall into these stories about, well, I'm not enough. Nothing works out for me. And yet, three months later, here comes a job with a $30,000 pay raise. You know, the universe always has a better plan for you. So a lot of times, you know, when you're trying to control and you're frustrated because you're hearing no, that rejection in many instances is divine protection. You're just being, re you're being redirected to something new and better. Think about the times in your life 
where things didn't work out you the way you wanted and it was actually the biggest blessing of your life. I used to talk about it in the old intro to this podcast that, you know, in 2012, when I was like 40 pounds overweight, getting divorced, contemplating suicide, battling depression, that was a really tough period in my life. And yet I look back on that, you know, nine, 10 years later is the greatest gift I've ever been given. Thank God my marriage fell apart because I created things with so much more value in my life than that relationship really had. So when we let go of control, we're making room for divine creativity. So the first two things that you can let go of this fall, number one, the pattern of assuming the worst. The second one is control. I believe the third one is actually, you know, all of these are useful, by the way, but this one, particularly for the time that we're living in, can be the most powerful and be the fastest path to inner peace. And that is letting go of resentments. I mentioned Ted Lasso earlier in the podcast, and I don't want to give away too many spoilers for people who haven't watched it. But, you know, there is somebody that Ted didn't realize in that show that was unknowingly betraying him and working against his success early in the show. And there's a big moment where that all gets confronted and he pretty much instantaneously just gives this person forgiveness, which I think is a little bit like moments like this. I always realize what a good job I've done of curating good people in my world, like in my immediate life, but also on social media, because all of my social media friends are raving about Ted Lasso. But I didn't realize there is this contingent of people who are really down on it and just find the show so off-putting. <laughs> That was news to me recently. I, re I opened up Twitter, which was mistake number one, and I recently found that. And it, I can see why the show would be triggering for people. They're like, well, that's not how life really works. And, and to some degree, that might be true. Instant forgiveness can be hard to get to, especially when we learn about a betrayal or somebody who's lied to us in our life. But it is the path that gets you out of a victim mentality and helps you transcend it to become the victor. And there are relationships in my life where I've found tremendous forgiveness. And there's still a couple that I can find myself in the shower, like literally going back to and thinking about and getting angry in the shower because I think of something that was said a year ago or, or five years ago and the thing is, we tend to hang on to resentments in our life because we think that we're punishing the person that did us wrong. And in fact, all we're really doing is punishing ourselves. You know, most of the time, that person that you're still angry at, that you haven't spoken to in years, they don't even know that you're thinking about them. They're out living their life. Your anger, your hatred, your rage toward them, it's not in their consciousness. They're just out living and doing what they always did, whether it be for good or bad. But that anger and rage is in your consciousness, and it weakens you. It just pumps more stress hormones into your body. It weakens your immune system. So when we talk about letting go of resentments and we have this discussion about forgiveness, it's not about giving a green light 
to the lie or the betrayal that happened to you in your life. And it's not about releasing that person and telling them that they're okay. It's actually about releasing yourself. It's about giving yourself peace. And the more that you can let go and you can just send that person, if you can get there to send them blessings and just release them from your life, one of two things is going to happen that not having that anger directed, it's going to transform the situation and you can get to authentic healing or you're going to remove yourself from it and you'll no longer be in the trigger anymore. And this idea of forgiveness, I mean, look, we talked about it on the podcast before. We've had this conversation, but right now more than ever, you know, when you think about the last 18 months, Really, when you, and even before the pandemic, you want to go back to when politics got really nasty and divided in the United States, you know, in that 2016 election cycle. There are so many resentments that we're holding at other people. The people who don't share our views on politics, they're not in the same party that we are. The people who do not share our views on vaccines or mask mandates. Like, this is literally splitting friendships and families apart. There was a study that just came out that said one in six people have lost a close friendship over the course of the pandemic because of differing views. And look, you know, there's times when we do outgrow friendships and there's times that we do have to let people go. You know, I'm not telling you that you have to keep your entire the entire social circle comprised of people who don't share your values, but it's more about the energy that you're carrying around it. Is there anger, resentment, rage, hatred even? And if you're being honest with yourself, if I'm being honest with myself, there are some places where I have carried, you know, some seriously low vibe emotions. That's really just about a difference in values at the end of the day. So much like the trees that are gracefully releasing the leaves, they don't do it resentfully. The trees aren't through grit teeth going, God damn it, gonna, I guess I'll let go of these leaves. They just do it. They don't question it. How can you gracefully release those relationships? How can you forgive? How can you let go? And how can you create some more space for inner peace in your life? while also knowing that just sort of energetically and karmically, you're creating more room to invite in the people that do align with you. So those are the three tips for this week, for the fall of 2021. Three things to let go of. Assuming the worst, control, particularly controlling other people, and number three, resentment and anger. The universe doesn't like just operate in a vacuum, right? Whatever we're letting go of, it's just like the emotional feng shui. You're doing the Marie Kondo approach. You're creating room for more love, more blessings, more abundance, and more prosperity in your life. I hope this episode serves you. If it does, could you please just share it with a friend? You can screenshot this podcast, upload it to social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Twitter. Not really active on the Twitter very much, but you can find me on Instagram at CSC Dan Mason. And don't forget, if you'd like some extra support, you know, I, I think that this is a time, you know, when we think about how are you going to set yourself up for an awesome 2022 
It's not going to be because you wrote down some New Year's resolutions on January 1st. It's going to be because you're doing that real work, that deep work to gain clarity on what you really want and not just what you fear. So you stop catastrophizing and assuming the worst. It's about getting congruent. It's about making sure that your actions, that your words, that the way that you think is in alignment and congruent with the person that you want to be in the world and the person that you want to be in your relationships. And that process doesn't start next year. It begins right now. So if you'd like some extra support around that, I invite you to go to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. A couple different ways that we can work together. I do have some limited spots open for one-on-one coaching and also getting ready to roll out a new group mentorship program in 2022. We're making a lot of tweaks to the Amplified Monthly Membership to deliver more value, more community uh, with like-minded badasses like you, and actually more access to me, more direct mentorship. And, you know, it's a great alternative for those who aren't necessarily ready to make a one-on-one coaching investment. So reach out to me, fill out that contact form, fill out an application on my website. We'll talk about all that. Uh, CreativeSoulCoaching.net is where you go. I love you. I thank you for listening. And remember, it's time to turn the volume down on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified.